One of the things that I, I think I want you all to realize, maybe with this story, is just how much God is intertwined in your life. You know, the Bible says that if you know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall the Heavenly Father give good, give good gifts unto us? Um, it says that he'll give them freely. <clears throat> so I'm going to just share a couple of things with you. Um, my wife had never had a birthday party. Um, and so, uh, you know, um, she's at birthday celebrations and we go out. And how many know when you got six kids, you know, you just kind of. <laughs> I mean, she reminded me of something that we did for her 40th. And I didn't remember that until she brought it to my attention because I was working on her 40th birthday. And uh, so, but um, because she had never had a birthday party, um, you know, I decided to uh, throw her one. I wanted to do something off-site. And because one thing, y'all know me, y'all, I'm crazy. But one thing y'all don't know is when it comes to like stuff like this, oh, I can act a fool on you. Man, I'll have Jesus and the devil at your party having a breakdancing contest. I mean, I can make some folks show up to some stuff because I do things a particular way. You know, so I had kind of originally envisioned it at another place that had a huge room and it was, you know, we're going to have music and dance and videos and stuff. And it just, <clears throat> I did that about three months ago. I had them check into it for me. Thank you, Lysis. Thanks. And then I just, it was a screeching halt and I just, I just wasn't feeling it. And, and then other little things entered my mind about people who would not be invited because I couldn't invite everybody to it and that might be feeling a little offended or salty and, you know, and then say we were clickish, you know, and all that type of stuff. So, <clears throat> and so uh, I had um, Antoinette checking on a couple of things for me. And then, um, uh, was it last week when I was sick? Week before last. And so then, um, the week before last, we had the uh, Sunday, no, whatever. The week before last, <clears throat> something happened, and boom, I just got hit. And so, uh, and so I spent a week doing nothing but sleeping, literally. Maybe I was up two to three hours um, at a time over five days. And so the Lord used that period of time to minister to me, rebuke me, chastise me, as well as give me an invitation for the future. The invitation was like a similar invitation that Moses got to come up into the mountain Similar invitation in regards to my spiritual dad, Bishop David Oyedipo. It was an invitation to accomplish something that if I didn't accomplish it, he said, no one at your church will walk in it. He said, but if you do it, he said, all of them will walk in it. How I many you know that's a tall order? You don't get those orders until you've been faithful. And so, <clears throat> so during that period of time, I mean, I was just out. You know, I was just out. I didn't have any headaches. I wasn't you no know, coughing or sneezing or phlegming and all that type of nasty stuff. You know, my body just ached for five days. And uh, I didn't know that the aching is a good side effect that your white blood cells are working properly. So Lord got a chance to minister to me. So on that bed, I didn't think about anything. I wasn't answering calls. I didn't care to answer calls. If Jesus had showed up, he would have had to wait. It was just, you know, bam. And my wife just handled everything that week. I even had to call for some reinforcements and Jerick and Linnea helped us with some stuff and Devon helped me with some stuff because I was just boom. <clears throat> so the Lord ministered to me to change four major things in my life. And so that's not something I'm trying to do. I changed it that day. And so, uh, and so it's already created a type of metamorphosis in my life. 
So I came out of that last Friday, kind of Saturday, and then I was like, oh, I'm sorry. So during that period of time, I realized, mm, I haven't moved forward with my wife's 50th birthday party. And, um, and during that period of time, I was looking at some of the pictures from our past, and how many of you know pictures kind of produce a certain amount of emotion? You know, it's funny because during that season, when you took the picture, it could have been terrible times. But because you were smiling in the picture, it's like produces an, a moment because you remember that season, but for some reason you focus on the smile. So there were a lot of things that I was looking at in regards to our past. And then just, I don't know if it was the Lord or just me realizing certain things about my wife and the journey that she had been on and and all of the ups and downs from sickness to, you know, her having to be embarrassed based on certain things that happened to me from me losing a, a house and cars and something had been done to me in ministry that was just borderline, just pretty much wicked. But it was done at a huge mega church and it brought a huge embarrassment upon me and it was not even true. But she was forced to be a part of that. So just, you know, all of those things, having six kids and, and looking at all of the times that, you know, we wanted to do stuff and we couldn't. Anybody that has a family, you know. And the bigger the family, you know, no. The bigger the family, you know, no, no. You know, and so all of those emotions. And so, so just me looking in that, it then it just, it just something just clicked on the inside of me. And I said, oh, no, I said, I got to. Because at this point now, it's like two, three weeks before I can do anything. And so there's just a, just a force went into me. And so. You know, and for that week I was sick, nothing happened. I just, I was, my, my, I mean, it was like, the, it was just like a shutdown to give me a major reset. That's why I kind of look a little different. People are like, you sound different. You look a lot brighter. Even my kids are like, yeah, you came from the dark side. I mean, it's just. <clears throat> and so I decided to do this thing. And so uh, I decided to uh, do a surprise for her at the Saturday location. And so what I did was is that, to give you the short version, is that I called um, um, 20 of her family members, close friends, and like ministry people, stuff like that. And I told them, and then I said, I need y'all to send me a 20 to 30 second video to just give her a birthday shout out. So, and all of this stuff that was done at both locations, this stuff was like done in a week. So they all sent me the videos. How many know I had to stay on top of people to send me the videos? And I said, I need them by Tuesday. I ended up with them on Wednesday night. And so got all of the videos, then put all of the videos in order, had somebody cut the videos in a particular way and do some edits, then add the music to the videos. And then Antoinette decided to, do, you know, I gave her every, the okay to do the birthday party. And, um, and so uh, I'm telling the story for a reason because the Lord, the moral of the story, which is kind of centered around my wife a little bit, is that the Lord wanted me to encourage you all to live right and to live clean. Because when you do, he has special times and seasons of treasures for you in the future. And because just the things that begin to happen because of how my wife carries herself, how many know the Bible says the Lord orders your steps? And, um, and it says that when you carry yourself a particular way, he even calls your enemies to be at peace. And so I didn't know he was putting this all together in regards to her closings with real estate and then being. So, so meanwhile, back at the ranch, my wife is kind of thinking 
that, okay, you know, ain't nobody said nothing for my birthday and, and nothing. I want to, you know, let me come back to that story in a second. So I'm, let me get my part. So, so I did all of that, and, and we did the surprise. She took me shopping. Not my sister say, that's what it felt like. But <laughs> we went out on a Friday. She said, I just need to get something. And so she found this nice boutique, and she went and got some nice outfits. And so we were all over the place on Friday. Because we were in the car, and I was like, I think I'm starting to get an understanding of the shenanigans part <laughs> when they say birthday shenanigans, because you had me all over the place. Good grief. You know, just getting stuff. And so she got this, got these outfits and all of that. And, and, so, uh, and so she did not have a clue about the birthday party. Not a clue. Because you got to remember, I'm putting two locations together, two birthday parties. It has to be a surprise. Thank God I was able to put certain things in everyone's hands. And she didn't have a clue. She didn't have a clue. And, it was, and I, had to be, I had to do stuff right in front of her face. I'm having, I'm having phone calls. Yeah, Marche, you know, that particular video, I need you to really, really make sure that you take care of that video. You know, I mean, I had to do this right in front of her face to try to throw her off. So then, you know, we got to the church and everything. And, uh, you know, we had the service. And then uh, they had already decorated up front. And then that's when at the end of the service, I started talking to my wife and let her know what we had done for her birthday party. And then uh, we showed a video um, of those shout outs. And then we had the birthday party, had it all celebrated. Um, yesterday was more of her colors are like pink and purple. So yesterday was pink with a dash of purple. Today is purple with a dash of pink. And so, uh, so of course, she was blown away, et cetera. She was blown away, et cetera. Just completely flabbergasted everything. Crying, emotional, I did my job. It was a wonderful video. Okay, so I shared that part. So, so let me share with you the other part. So from her point of view, it was a thing of, I've never had a birthday party and it's my 50th. And my husband got sick. So she was not expecting anything. And so she was struggling in her emotions because she just really wanted something but didn't know why she really wanted it. But it's like, it doesn't look like I'm going to get it because my husband got sick. And, and the last thing my husband is going to be concerned with is trying to do all of this type of stuff. Okay? And so she was just saying, you know what? I, she, so all during this time, she just kept talking to herself, I don't have anything to complain about. I got to be grateful. I got to be grateful. So she wasn't expecting anything. And so... So Friday, she was getting, she was feeling a little funny because nobody had said anything. Nobody had done anything. I hadn't given a clue. I didn't basically just come out of a casket. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, so the little shopping thing kind of got her brightened up a little bit. And then someone blessed her with um, a couple's thing next weekend to the, if you ever heard of the Chateau Elan. Um, it's like a, uh, it's like a, um, it's a spa, but it's, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, it's more of a mansion on a French winery. And it's really, 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 really nice. So she was excited about that, keeping her focus on that. She was like, okay. I mean, she was just talking about it Friday and, and, and yesterday morning. She was just talking about it, talking about it, because in her mind, it's my 50th. I'm not getting a party. Even my kids act, ain't said nothing. Ain't nobody said nothing to me. But she was keeping her attitude together. She was doing a good job. She was doing a really, really good job. And so then on the way to church yesterday, I could see it coming up on her, and then they 
got me a new office. So we were up in the office. She was really trying to keep her attitude together because she's like, I got on this nice outfit and I'm just in church and I can't go nowhere. And, and she said, but you know what, though? I need to be grateful because I don't have a thing complaining about it. I'm just sitting over there reading, waiting for the service to start. God, please let this be over soon. <laughs> and so, but it was amazing to see the two different stories connect. You have one man who is sick, but then ever, did everything that he could to try to make a special day for her. And then you have the other individual who's not expecting anything special because the husband got sick and nobody has said anything. And so, um, and so she was really struggling with that, struggling with that. And so that's why that was such a blessing to her on, on yesterday. And so, um, um, so I wanna read to you a couple of scriptures. <clears throat> Always use certain individuals. So Psalm 56, 8. You've kept track of all my wanderings and my weeping. You stored my many tears in your bottle. Not one will be lost, for they are all recorded in your book of remembrance. Then let's read Psalm 139, 16 through 18. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Malachi three sixteen through 18. It says, then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord listened and heard. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought about his name. Known as the book of remembrance is for those that fear the Lord and think about his name. And they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. And I will spare them as a man spares his own son that serves him. Then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serves God and him that serves him not. And so one of the things that the Holy Spirit wanted to share just in this brief word this morning is that, um, that there are many, when my wife and I were talking last night, we were just talking about stories. And she was talking about how on her 40th birthday, my wife on her 40th birthday, how many know 40 when she'd be kind of nice? That's the number of probation. I wasn't that deep back then, so I didn't know that. And so, but how on her 40th birthday, I was working security watching a mall that night. Okay, before I opened this church, I had a side job working security. I was watching a mall. It was her birthday. And um, she spent the majority of her birthday driving a girl around that we let move into our home trying to help her find a job. That girl would later not even watch our kids so that she could take me out for my birthday. So this is the type of woman that she is. She's done so much for people, done so much. So I could understand how on yesterday she was feeling funny because when you give so much and give so much and give so much and then nobody even says anything, it can make you feel some type of way, you know what I'm saying? And so she was just talking about how on her 40th, you know, I couldn't remember this. I mean, she said, I drove out there to your job in the parking lot at night, and I guess we had dinner inside my van, and 
she told me that I borrowed a DVD player from Devon and we watched a movie in my van. And, and I didn't remember that. As she's beginning to explain it, it began to unfold. And I was just, and so it just, it helped me appreciate me going the extra mile for her for this weekend because there have been times in the past that we just couldn't do certain things like that. And so, so the thing though is, is that, you know, without laboring this too long, it was all of the details this weekend that it wasn't possible for me to do, just little small itty bitty things. Even how the video yesterday came together. It was the Lord's hand in all of that. I mean, even her brother, he was the first one on the video. He said, brother-in-law, make sure I'm the one that's first. You know, and, I, and in my mind, I was like, yeah, whatever, John. You know, but it really was ordained for him to be first. He set the video off. It was the Holy Spirit working through all of that. And, and God wanted you to know that you have an eternity to live, folk. And it's the things that you do in planet Earth that you're going to be remembered for for eternity. It is the way that you're carrying yourself right now that will determine how you live in eternity. So there are some individuals that they are Christians, but all they know how to do is just work, 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 work for the Lord. Well, unfortunately, you're actually creating your lifestyle on the other side, where on the other side you'll be more of a worker. Okay? Then there are individuals that they spend intimate time with Jesus Christ in his word, prayer, worshiping him, talking to them, talking to him, never realizing that you're actually forming the relationship basis for the other side. You understand what I'm saying? And there's one thing that the Holy Spirit wanted you to know very, very clearly is that there are a lot. His exact words were there for each and every one of you that make it to heaven there will be thousands of stories that will be told about you. Thousands. Hopefully you can see this picture that I put up. Uh, this was a young uh, Asian girl that was taken to heaven. And, uh, and I'm going to do a teaching on this very, very soon and incorporate these pictures again, maybe in December or maybe in January. And it's a very, very, uh, it's a very, very convicting story because the one Chinese man who was worth $300 million, he came back and gave his money away just like that. Just gave it away. He said, I'm done. He did not have to do that, but based on what he saw, he said, money is trash. You know, remember the scripture says, it says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Don't lay up treasures on earth. He got a revelation of that. But this young girl, um, she was taken to heaven, and Jesus Christ, I know some, let me say this, some people don't believe in that. How many of you lift your hands when you realize there's a whole lot of stuff you didn't believe that was true? Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He appeared to people in the Old Testament. He appeared to people in the New Testament, and he's still appearing to people today. And so he took this young Asian girl up to heaven, and he said, I'm going to walk you around this place and explain certain things about the afterlife and eternity. He said, I gave you the gift of artistry so that you could draw down to scale as much as possible what you see up here. And so when you watch the entire video, she drew mansions they were down to scale, but she said if these mansions were in planet Earth, she said for you to get up and walk from one room to the next, you'd actually have to get a car and drive to the next room. She said that's how big some of the mansions were in heaven from people that had been faithful. They had homes that were so big you'd have to have a car just to drive to the next room. And so, but this right here is something I wanted to bring to your attention. And... There are many things in heaven, and one is called steps. You have steps of destiny. You know what the Bible says? That the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. 
See, you read those scriptures religiously, never realizing that it's actually very magical and very mystical when you get to the other side. And so this right here was called the stairs of forgiveness. And, and, and so um, the Lord told her, he said, for many people, they have millions of those steps. He said, because there are things that we have forgiven of you, forgiven you of that you did and you didn't even know you were doing wrong. And so, and, and so the step does not bring up the sin. The step shows what happens in multiple dimensions when you were forgiven of that sin. Okay? And as I began to look at this this morning at the last minute, there were other things, um, movies. Every aspect of your life will end up being a story. When I tell you there will be hundreds of thousands of stories concerned. How many of you always love a good story? We love movies. And, and, and you remember that first scripture that I read to talk about how your tears are recorded and placed in a book. And so the invitation that I'm giving you today is, is it is not too late for you all for you to change your story. Okay? There are a lot of you in here right now that your walk is very, very shaky. But, but yet it's the Lord's desire for you to have a great story. They want you to be able to come to heaven. And when you have ceremonies like this, remember a couple of weeks ago, I told you all about that scripture that says, walk this way, walk this way, do this, do this, do this, all character traits. And it says, how you do this will determine your entrance into heaven. Now, imagine what would have happened when I asked all of you to be here. And imagine what would have happened when my wife walked through the door. And instead of everybody saying, surprise, you walk through the door. And everybody just continues doing everything as they want to do it. And then maybe a couple of people say, oh, hey, Lorana, happy birthday. You know, how much, you know, that, that make you feel like, oh, no, I'm just going back home. This birthday party ain't even for me. Somebody paid y'all to be here. You know, and yet, so I want you to imagine that how you live your life on planet Earth is going to determine just the, because let me tell you something. Can't nobody, you know, can't nobody throw a party like God. And, and just the entrance. I want you to imagine, I should have put in that other picture. I want you to imagine all of heaven standing there. And they announce, Lorana Turnbow, come on in. Stand there. And, and they got to say, okay, yes, you're in the book of life. Come on in. And then based on how you lived your life on planet Earth will determine the music. It'll determine the balloons. It'll determine the light show. It'll determine the sound effects. It'll determine the praise. Okay? It'll determine how many people are given instruments to praise your life. Okay? And I need some breakdancing. I need, I need universes coming out of orbit. Y'all know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And so, and so but you don't, want, you don't want it to be a thing where you come in and everybody just puts their head down. And it's just one little dun, 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 dun. It's embarrassing. In front of all of eternity, in front of your family members, in front of your friends, and more importantly, in front of Jesus and God the Father on the throne. Okay, so this is a celebration about my wife. But the Holy Spirit wanted you to kind of use this as a whatever happened yesterday, which was amazing, whatever happens today, it is extremely mundane compared to the celebrations that God has for us all because we're going to live in eternity. And there are some of you in here right now, and the Lord specifically said this to me this morning, you did not start well in life. You didn't start well at all. And then from your point of view, you don't have much to celebrate, if anything at all. The only thing you celebrate is the fact that you're still breathing. 
And the Lord would say to you that that would be your deception because you don't know what the Lord has planned. Y'all, eternity is a long time. Y'all understand what I'm saying? That's a long time. And I didn't put that scripture in there, but that scripture that says, what did God say? He said, I know the thoughts that I have concerning you. Never of evil, only good to give you an expected end. It's not how you start. It's always how you end. I never forget something what this preacher said one time. He said, when you playing cards, he said, it's not how good of a hand you're dealt all the time. It's how well you play a bad hand. Masters, you can give them the worst hand, and they're going to use psychology on you. They're going to smile and smirk and put on sunglasses even though the sun is not out. And the next thing you know, you have lost the game even though you had the best hand. There are some people you all in life, they are given a great hand, and they lose all of it. And then there are some people, they are giving nothing, and they become masters. And as long as you still got breath breathing in your body and your heart is beating and you are not insane and you got your sanity, y'all, you need to keep on moving forward and living for Christ and doing the best thing that you can. Because when you stand before the Lord, they're going to celebrate your accomplishments and not your failures. You understand what I'm saying? And let me tell y'all something. This is very, very important. When you read those scriptures, to him who has, more shall be given. To whom much has been given, more will be required. There are some of you in here that all of the trouble that you've experienced and the rejection from parents to family members and friends and been done by wrong by men and by women and 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 family members and and brokenness and molestation and and the list is on and on and on and on. Those are the very individuals who think that they won't get a great reward. Y'all, it's the opposite. Those type of folk that's been through that type of trash and that type of mayhem and that type of brokenness, when those folk come out of that type of stuff, even though it seemed like no family members were there and no man was there, no woman was there, no friends were there, and I've been going through all of this darkness for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, those type of individuals that keep on trucking and keep on striving and keep on moving, those are the individuals that actually the celebrations for them are greater than the ones who grew up like me who had everything, because God doesn't judge things like you. When he, I mean, you gotta, when you don't read the Bible, you don't see those scriptures that talk about faithfulness. Those who make it to the end shall be, those who come out of great tribulation, those who, yeah, th those are the individuals that are celebrated. That's why, think about it. The movie, I'm going the movies that you all love to watch are the ones where the man on the lowest on part of the totem pole made it to the top. The movies you love to watch is the woman that had the six kids and, and her husband abused her and she didn't have nobody and he cheated on her and he left her and at the end of the movie, she became a, a, a business owner. Y'all love those type of movies. It's the underdog. We love to see the underdog win all the time. But if the movie, somebody got beat up, somebody got kidnapped, somebody got broken, y'all know what I'm saying. And then at the end of the movie, I mean, all, matter of fact, how I many you know, every once in a while, if you like me, you watch these movies and you're like, she better make it at the end of this movie. She better make it. I'm going to drop a bomb in this theater on the, you know, and how many of y'all been to one of the movies and, and, and this person had been done wrong and you're like, this better work out at the end. And when them credits roll, you're like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you know, good and well, we shouldn't have saw this trash. You get upset when it does not work out for the person that got messed up. You get upset. Where does that come from? Could it be that that comes from your heavenly father? It's amazing. They make movies like that to pull on your emotions 
But in society sometimes, it's the broken that are done wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's, the, it's, the, it's that small elite that sees you broken and is going to break you further so they can stand up and go higher. So I just wanted to minister to you because I, yesterday I told them that the Holy Spirit told me and wanted me to remind the people, y'all, more than anything, we are kings and we are queens, period. We're not kings and queens because you white or you black. You're not a king or a queen because, you know, way back 30 generations, you know, you're related to Bishop Tutu who used to sit on the throne on a remote part of the Congolese jungle. You ain't a king or queen because of that. You're a king or a queen because that's who Jesus Christ made you to be. Period. Understand what I'm saying? And so you're a king or a queen. There are some that are pulled out a little bit early like my wife to show you a small glimpse of what queens are supposed to do and how they're supposed to carry themselves so that you have a small example. The Bible says we're supposed to be examples to the flock. We are not examples of status, you know what I'm saying? Because true leaders will raise people that can overshoot them. Always remember that leadership principle. Most, most places, if, if I'm the pastor, my floor is your ceiling. That's why people have been a part of church. They still don't know nothing, still can't do nothing, never got anybody saved, never got anybody filled with the ghost, never had, laid hands on the healing, never even seen a demon. They don't care about your gifting. They don't care about your dream. They don't care about your visions. They don't care about nothing. Said, so come to church, help us, and give you money. <laughs> okay. Here, our ceiling is your floor. So the worth of a good leader or worth of good leaders is that you can become greater than them because we are serving kings, we are serving queens. Sometimes you have individuals like my wife and others, the Lord singles them out, not because they're better, um, and the ones that he singles out are usually in the most danger of losing their reward if they become prideful for being singled out. You understand what I'm saying? But we all need role models, we all need mentors, we all need something, we need a physical representation of, okay man, God did it for them, then maybe he can do it for me. And, and he did it for them, and they told me that he will do it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And you got to look at this because sometimes God needs to give you a physical representation so you can move a little bit faster than you just looking at yourself. But that's the most important thing to realize, you all, is that the Bible says every th aspect of your mind, your thoughts, your intentions of the heart, and definitely your actions, and one of the most important is your words. The Bible says you give an account for every idle word. Those are all being recorded. That system on the other side is so detailed, the Bible says that not one of your tears will be missed. You think those tears disappear. You thought you put them on a rag. You thought you put them on that tissue. But in the invisible realm, those tears are taken Flown, they actually put them in a very beautiful bottle. They're taken to heaven and they put them on a book. And those tears become a, a, a I want to call it words, but it actually becomes a word movie. The, the, Y'all, there are so many books in heaven, trillions of books in heaven. That's, not, that's a low level number. Trillions of books in heaven. And that every aspect of your life will be turned into a beautiful story. The bad parts that you saw bad will be turned into beauty. You know, it's, you, again, you see these movies and, and you know, how many of you know, um, what was that movie? Y'all remember The Pursuit of Happiness? How many saw The Pursuit of Happiness? How many of you were frustrated? 
especially when he was dealing with his old crazy wife. You know, I was frustrated. I was like, see, mm-mm. you're not supposed to marry no woman like that. Boom, boom. And that's just me and my craziness. I can't watch movies like that. So I can't stand ghettoism. Okay. But, but, but how many of you know, you felt that frustration. You felt the frustration of what that man was going through. And some of you like, some of you were getting upset because that struggle was real for you. You was, you was like, man, I'm struggling the same. Oh, Jesus, come on, help me. It's a movie. Come, you got to do something for this man. Because this man, and, then, and when, when that little hippie chick stole that machine and ran off, oh, you were ready to jump in the screen and chase that girl down. And, and, but it was the end scenes, you all. It was the end scene when he got that, when he passed the test and they told him that he was hired and that man walked out there and that, he didn't even know how to chop. I mean, I was just at a very emotional moment for me because of something I was dealing with. And, and, and when I saw that scene, the Holy Spirit said, that's the definition of joy unspeakable. The man didn't even know how to, you remember, he was just, he didn't even know what to do. And, but you wouldn't have felt that emotion if it wasn't for the trash that he went through. You understand what I'm saying? And some of y'all have gone through some trash because it's going to make the treasure a whole lot more enjoyable. It's going to make the, the, the reward a whole lot more. Pl- y'all understand what I'm saying this morning? I'm trying my best. And that's being written. And when you get to the other side and you see what they got for you because of the crap that you went through and you wouldn't leave Jesus, you did the right thing, even though nobody patted you on the back for 20 years. You did the right thing because you loved the Lord and you thought about eternity. When you see what they have for you, you can put the best one million birthday parties together all in one, and it will be trash compared to what they have for you. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, all riled up and mad. I don't even know what I'm mad about. I think I'm just mad at religion. Religion sucks your identity away. And religion tells you, because this happened to you, you don't deserve God's best. Because this happened. It's always a comparison thing where God says, I'm no respecter of persons. And the ones who have been done the most wrong will be the ones who will be the most rewarded. Okay. One lady talked about she was up in heaven. And she said, she said it was just little things. It's, it's, this is going to be difficult to explain because that place runs on a different level of technology that you just couldn't imagine at all. But she talked about people who, um, like, uh, there was a woman who was stabbed by her husband. Uh, but in heaven, that stab wound was like the most beautiful thing that you had ever seen. Because it's the pain that you endure as the scriptures talks about. So you got to read those scriptures. And when, when it talks about endure and you'll be, you'll, you'll be rewarded. Those that are faithful to the end. And, and if you overcome. And one of the things that heaven's like is folk that's been done wrong, but they overcome. Folk who've been done wrong. And, and, and watch this. There's a reward if you just sip. There are individuals that they'll live their entire life thinking that they're unworthy. But they're not going to leave God. And then when they get to the other side, they'll be mad at themselves because they realize heaven never saw me the way I saw myself. See, you understand what I'm saying? So one of the most important things for you to do is to get to know your heavenly father. Your heavenly father is not like men, and he is definitely not like you. So if a natural man like me could put through all of his energy to try to do two birthday parties, Okay, and all of this energy, because trust me, I, y'all, I went through some stuff to make this happen. And it was just, I was focused on it, focused on it every day. Just, 
and making this stuff happen and just and then and then and if a natural man can look at my wife's past and have all of this emotion and 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 it's amazing because I was able to look at the past and all of these pictures and I was able to see all of the things all of these things just flooded my soul in in regards to who she was I mean, I, honestly, I, was, I look at pictures of her when she was 40 or 45, all I saw was like a three, four-year-old girl. You know, and just, I mean, I don't know, it's hard to explain emotion sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Especially me, and we're not really good at explaining emotion, you know, because we all right. But, uh, and so, so if, if a natural man can do all of that and have that emotion, you know, your heavenly father is much, 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 much greater than all of us put together. And I don't know why I'm going to leave that alone. It's so important for you to recognize that your Heavenly Father loves you so much. He did. There is there's not one thing God could have done more for you. Not one. It's not like he said, okay, we're in order to save you, you know, we'll do this over here. That's good enough. There's nothing else he could have done besides that's the most important thing. He's going to kill this firstborn son for you. So I don't know what makes you think I know who it is. It's the devil and your crazy family members, people that you connected to. But I don't know what makes you think that your heavenly father would kill his son for you, have him murdered like that, and then go to hell. If you suffered what Jesus suffered in hell over three days, if you suffered that for 10 seconds, you would have nightmares for the rest of your life. And in most cases, your mind would snap. I'm, that's just the honest to God truth. If, you, if God just let you, if he dropped you in hell for 10 seconds, just 10 and, and you came back into your body, your mind would snap. Because the men that God has allowed to go to hell, they said that every single time Jesus would tell them, we let you go there, but we didn't let you feel the pain because if we let you feel the pain the way it is, when we put you back in your body, you would have gone insane. You can't handle it. And Jesus was there over three days. And while he was there, Heavenly Father, which he has the ability, he has the ability to think about 30 or 300 million people at the same time, but only see one. And so while he's down there, he said, okay, I gotta do that. And he's thinking about, all, he can see all of your faces at the same time, that's one, another thing somebody said. They said in heaven, it's, it's weird. Jesus is meeting with you, but he's meeting with a million other people at the same time. But you actually think you're the only one in heaven. And they said, it's just weird. And so he's thinking about that. So I don't know what you makes you think that God would do all of that for you and then not have a wonderful eternity for you. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm just encouraging you. Everybody doesn't get this. That's just keeping it real. But on the other side, everybody gets this. And there's some people that would say, well, you know what? I want it now. And I understand that. There are some things I want now. And I understand that. Those are real feelings. Only thing I can promise you is whatever you don't get now, when you get it on the other side, you will wish that you never had a negative thought about what you didn't get right then. God is a master at redemption, folk. I'm telling you, he is a master. God, there's a reason why that Bible says that when we get up there, he said, what did he say? We're going to wipe away how many tears? All. 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 And it says this, this is my favorite part, and this is kind of scary. It says, there will be no remembrance of former things. Forever, you will not have the ability to remember one negative feeling that you ever had on planet Earth. You won't have the ability to just 
under just to remember a negative feeling, let alone something that has been done. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm just trying to encourage you this morning because that's just how my wife and I, we always incorporate people into our world because that's just how the Lord does things. Hey, so y'all good this morning? Did I do okay? You're like, yeah, man, I feel like it's my birthday. I mean, it's just... Again, your heavenly father is watching you. Not so he can beat you up before the throne. He's watching you because he wants to give you the greatest reward for eternity ever. I have gotten small glimpses of that place. I'll share this one last thing and then we'll stop. I'll never forget. I've never studied the subject of heaven like I did again. I was studying the subject of heaven for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I'll never forget this. I was in a chapel. And I turned the page of my Bible. And when I turned the page of my Bible, the Lord opened up my spiritual eyes and let me see one of the color blues in heaven. Y'all know what I mean, color blue. The color scared me so bad, I slammed the Bible closed and never studied the subject of heaven again because that scared the living daylights out of me because the Bible says that the light in heaven, you know, it'll be afternoon soon, but it's bright enough out there. The Bible says that the light in heaven is seven times brighter than the new day sun. You go out there now, you can't look at the sun. Imagine it being seven times brighter, and you got to live in that for eternity. Understand what I'm saying? And so, and the second glimpse that I got was, it was worship. And this is very mystical because the Bible says, make his praise glorious. And there were people. It was all in the air, just suspended in the air. And everyone was like in circles in the air, like floors of a apartment or something. And they were just, it was just, just like millions upon millions of people just, just worshiping. And I mean, imagine a scenario where it's like just circles because you know, everything God does is in circles, by the way. Everything God does is in circles. And, and, and imagine having like, let's just go low. Imagine having like a million keyboardists all in a circle in the air. They're all playing at the same time. And their hands are moving, but the keyboards are moving for them and playing. And then you got drummers and you got trumpeters and you got instruments that are actually living creatures. You know, and you just standing there and they playing you. I mean, I'm, see, I'm looking at all of this and you got God's throne and the Bible says that there are millions upon top of millions of angels that just stand his attention to see if he need anything concerning his wardrobe. And then in the midst, the, 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 that's, the, I, I wasn't there, it was a vision, so I didn't feel it, but I saw it. But the thing that blew me away was in the midst of all of that worship, it was raining different colors. It was snowing different colors at the same time. And it was thundering and it was lightning, and the whole atmosphere was on fire. And the people was worshiping in that atmosphere. You know, and I was just like, oh, no, that never would have made it. No, uh, we ain't going to be singing that up there. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Got to stop making fun of that man. <laughs> okay. So, you know, so there are times that I wish I could put was in me on the inside of you. I can't, and it's not allowed. All I can do is do the best that I can with pure conviction to tell you, live for Christ. Don't focus on what you don't have, because based on what you don't have, it's still somebody in the planet, millions that would switch places with you, 
regardless of what you've been through. And right now, this planet is becoming darker and darker and darker. And yet, you were called to be in this planet during this dark time. Because the truth be told, the Bible says the last end up first. God put us in the planet last because apparently we are, there are thrones in heaven that are reserved for the ones that will come in last. The first end up last and the last end up first. And then I close here. Many men and women have been, and children have been caught up to planet heaven. And they meet different people in the Bible. They met Joseph and, and uh, you know, King David and Abraham and Moses and Elijah. And, of course, you know, people think that heaven is just like this. No, it's a real place where your family members are and other people in the Bible. You're going to read and meet these people and fellowship with them for eternity. And I was always amazed at what they told the people who were caught up there. Because now, how many know, if Jesus took you to heaven, you know, you were like, where's Noah? I want to see what he looked like, you know. Where, where Peter at? You know, everybody got their favorite person. You know, where's Ruth at? I want to talk to Ruth because Ruth really helped me out when I was dating that old fool. And I saw who, you know, Ruth. And uh, you know, I said, you go to heaven, you'll see someone. So, you know, these people were, al- that was allowed. And they would talk to these people and they would just be so blown away. And I was always amazed at what these people would tell the person. They said, it's amazing how you all are blown away at us because you read about us in the Bible. But they said, the truth be told, they said, those in heaven are blown away at you all because Jesus saved the best for last. And they were always taught that there are things up here that were reserved for the last group because the last group would have to keep their stuff together doing all of this sin and this mayhem. When I was growing up, y'all, I'm just keeping it real for a second. When I was growing up as a kid, you didn't have all of this molestation that's going on right now. You didn't have all of this rape. You didn't have all of this homosexuality. You didn't have all of this mayhem. You didn't have all of this crap. When I was growing up, you will still resp- you could be a straight-up cousin to the devil, but you would still respect Christians. All of the temptations, the things that our teenagers got to think about today would not have crossed my mind when I was a kid. I didn't even know that type of stuff existed. Y'all know what I'm saying? And so because we are called to live in the most darkest of times, those who live faithfully in the darkest of times get a greater reward than those who live faithfully in the lighter of times. You understand what I'm saying? All right, let me cut it off feel good this morning like James Brown okay so let's all bow our head for a moment of course we'll be hanging out here and everything I'm going to lead all of you in a prayer and there might be someone here that you're not saved or you've never given your life to Christ it means the same thing Bible says if you believe in your heart you confess with your mouth the lordship of Jesus Christ. You will, if you will accept that what he did on the cross and shedding his blood and going to hell, if that was for you, you accept it. You have to accept it through belief in the heart and words in the mouth. It says if you do that, God will change you on the inside. Every man is born spiritually dead. You have to be born again. If you're not a member of heaven before you die, you're not going there when you do. The Bible says, by grace are you saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast or brag. Ain't a thing you can do to go to heaven. Accept, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. First John 1 John 1.9 says, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay? So you might be here and 
got off track and you know you haven't been living right and every day you don't live right is a day that your reward is taken away. You have to live forever, forever. 80 years ain't nothing when 80 year, a 80 year test to determine forever and for you to waste that monkeying around with these idiots out here and living in sin and you'd rather chase these idiots that are making this music and on Instagram and living in foul sin and all of that just giving your eternity away but if you recognize today I need to stop that I'll just lead you in the prayer of salvation and repentance and if you mean it in your heart okay, God will forgive you of your sins cleanse you from all unrighteousness and if you've never given your life to Christ this is the prayer that you pray a lady just said, and keep your eyes closed, just listen to this little 20-second story. A lady just came to our church. She met one of our members on the street. The person brought her to church. The girl came to church. She's only been here maybe for a month, and her whole life has begun to turn around. She's just blown away. And then her father fell sick. And even with the little that she learned at this church, Holy Spirit told her to go back and minister to her father. She went back home, ministered to her father, salvation, and he died the next day. God will do anything to try to get people in. It's a crazy story. It's scary how you can miss one cue and that person goes to another place and another. It's crazy. So we're going to pray this prayer. Everybody will repeat it together, so if it's your first time, you won't feel left out. So let's go and repeat it. And they say, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for sending your son to die for me he is the sacrifice for my sins and my eternal life I receive him as that sacrifice I thank you for forgiving me of my sins release me from my past cleanse me from all unrighteousness I thank you that according to your word I am now forgiven. I am now cleansed. Because Jesus is my Savior, I am now saved. I'm redeemed. I am born again. I'm a member of heaven. And based on the belief in my heart and the confession of my mouth, I thank you that I'm a member of heaven. In Jesus' name, thank you for it. Amen. So lift your hands, just give God thanks and praise. Father, we give you thanks and praise for ministering unto us in a special way on this morning, O oh Lord God, helping us to realize what is important in life, helping us to keep ourselves on the right track and to get on the right track. Thank you, O oh Lord God, that for those who may have prayed that prayer and turned their lives around, pray, O oh Lord God, that the condemnation of the mistakes that have been made will not rest upon them and that the devil will not use it to try to stop them from moving forward. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for what you have done in our lives. We thank you that in the midst of all of our failures and our mistakes, we thank you, O oh Lord God, for great moments like these to reflect and to look forward to what we have forever. If you never do another thing for us, even if you never healed us, even if you never blessed us, even if you never protected us, the fact that when we die, we will live in heaven forever and rule and reign with Christ is more than we could ever ask for. Thank you, O Lord God, for ministering unto hearts on this morning. 
and we bless and honor you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Give yourselves a hand. Give God a clap offering this morning. Father, we thank you. Thank you, O Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I hope you were ministered to.